With free agency visits on the way on Tuesday, linebacker Anthony Barr would be the perfect fit for the New Orleans Saints defense. We got all that and a little bit of land yap for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day to all you everydayers out there. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one with me, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, insider information, early access, and much more, just head over to joinsubtext.com slash locked on saints to join a community that I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media. You can always find me every single day as the senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network, Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation site covering the New Orleans Saints. You can also find me on the Locked on NFL podcast every Tuesday and here with you every single Monday through Friday and then some on Locked on Saints. On today's episode of Locked on Saints, we're continuing our weekly tradition of taking a look at players that maybe need to show a little bit more. And it's going to be a blend of players that need to show it in order to be able to even maintain a roster spot, but others that have started to trend in the right direction who really need this week in the preseason game to prove that they're really solidified in the direction that they're heading. We'll get to that. We're also going to take a look at the Kareem Hunt and J.P. Holtz visits, why they could be good fits for the New Orleans Saints, but aren't necessarily deal breakers. But first, I want to start off with linebacker Anthony Barr, who of the trio of the now rumored and now reported, rather, New Orleans Saints visits that are ongoing over the course of Monday and Tuesday, uh, Anthony Barr, um, Kareem Hunt, and J.P. Holtz, I think Anthony Barr is the best fit of these three and is the most kind of must-add amongst this group. Now, I'm trying this again because I did a segment like this when Trey Turner visited, talked about him as a must sign for the New Orleans Saints, and the Saints ended up signing him. So I'm trying to put the same type of voodoo out there for Anthony Barr and the New Orleans Saints to arrive on a deal because that linebacker room is just one of those rooms that really needs the attention. It's needed the attention since before training camp start started, before Anthony Dowell went down with a season-ending ACL injury, all of that. So getting a guy like Anthony Barr in after missing out on players like Zach Cunningham and Deion Jones and others, this gives you a real opportunity to be able to bring somebody in that can actually have an impact for you throughout the 2023 season and not just be a training camp body or a potential kind of, um, you know, practice squad body or, uh, or, or, you know, just a depth guy or something like that. This is a guy that can actually contribute to you. I look at Anthony Barr as somebody the similar way that I looked at Miles Jack, who the Saints also missed out on this offseason, or at least not missed out on, but they didn't sign him and he signed somewhere else. And so I do think that Anthony Barr can come in and play a specific role. So I think that he's the perfect fit for the Saints defense, especially with what they lost in Caden Ellis. Let's look at some of the numbers that show you that. We can skip the cow. Well, we can kind of skip the Cowboys season. Look, he was with the Cowboys last year. The Cowboys did not use him correctly. 
They put him out in coverage for 363 snaps. They used him as a run defender for 299 snaps, but they only had him rush the passer for 45 snaps. And if we know anything about Anthony Barr, especially at the height of his career, where there were conversations about should he be a linebacker, should he be an edge rusher, uh, he's a good pass rusher from the second level. So even if we look at last year with the Cowboys, when they didn't use him correctly, when they did choose to use him correctly, he had an impact. On just 45 pass rushing snaps, he racked up eight total pressures that included one sack and three hits on the quarterback, meaning that the other four were hurries. That's a 17.7% rate of generating pressure on those pass rushing snaps. If we look back at last year for the New Orleans Saints, and we look at Caden Ellis, Caden Ellis piled on 20 pressures on 103 pass rushing snaps. That's a 19.4% rate for the same uh, kind of pass rush snap conversion to a pressure. And that's a pretty similar number. Now we can go beyond that. We can look at the fact that when uh, Anthony Barr was at his best with the Minnesota Vikings, he was rushing for over 100 times per season. Only had an 11, only has a career missed tackle percentage of 11.9. Caden Ellis, by the way, 12.2 in his, in his couple of seasons where he was consistently racking up those regular season numbers. 12.3 in last year's season in 2022. Now, where you don't necessarily want to use Anthony Barr is in coverage. So maybe this is a little bit of that difference between him and um, him and Caden Ellis because Caden was kind of growing as a coverage linebacker. Uh, Anthony Barr has allowed a passer rating throughout his career of 105.2, which isn't terrible, but isn't great either, but a completion percentage of 82.8%. So not great there. Has surrendered 16 touchdowns as compared to six interceptions in 10 pass breakups. So if you count forcing completions as interceptions and pass breakups, and then you have your 16 touchdowns, it's 16 to 16 there. You'd like to see that a little bit more weighted towards the not so touchdown heavy side of it all. But if you have him rushing the passer more consistently, you probably have him in coverage a lot less consistently. Uh, and that would be a good thing for the New Orleans Saints when utilizing a guy like Anthony Barr. So it's clear that Anthony would be a guy that would be able to come in and be able to serve a specific role for the New Orleans Saints, maybe surpass Zach Bond or push Zach Bond to the point where Zach Bond becomes the far and away guy at the strong side linebacker position, maybe helps to develop these guys like him, like um, you know DeMarco Jackson as well, the young linebacker, and maybe some of those other young linebackers who one of which we'll be highlighting a little bit later is a guy that's trending in the right direction, but just kind of needs to solidify it. So I really do think that a guy like Anthony Barr, who also only has 19 penalties throughout his entire career since coming into the NFL in 2014, who's a very disciplined player. He had two last year with the, uh, with the Cowboys, zero the year before that with Minnesota, and then only one the year before that with Minnesota. But of course, he only appeared in 94 total snaps on that one, but uh, over 700 snaps in each of those last two seasons. So he's done a good job being a disciplined defensive player, which I think can also benefit the New Orleans Saints defense as well, who gets a lot of unwanted attention from referees, get a lot of flags that maybe other teams wouldn't get and all those other things. We know the reputation uh, that goes around with all that. So I do think that maybe that discipline could be helpful as well. And look, I'm not usually a add a veteran presence to your room to be a coach type guy. Uh, but you know, if Demario Davis is going to miss a little bit of time here throughout the course of training camp, then having a guy like Anthony Barr, who is a veteran player, because otherwise every other linebacker that you have on this roster is very, very young, has some value throughout training camp in terms of instilling, you know, um, 
veteran practices and experience and being able to have those conversations with the younger linebackers and all that. I would imagine that even if Demario Davis wasn't practicing, he'd still be around and present. There's no need to rush him back out on the field, though. And maybe that's a place where Anthony Barr could be of help. But otherwise, you then on the field get to have guys like Pete Werner and DeMarco Jackson developing as the top nickel coverage linebackers developing in that role, while you have a guy like Anthony Barr competing with Zach Bond on the strong side to be that pass rusher, run stopper, all of that. And by the way, when it comes to run stopping, uh, on his 299 run defense snaps last year with the Dallas Cowboys, 29 stops are a pretty solid stop percentage there uh, as well. And he's a guy that is consistently involved in that run game. And with that low missed tackle percentage, you know that you can trust a guy like him to climb that line of scrimmage laterally and make those plays. So I really do think that Anthony Barr is a great fit for the New Orleans Saints and could be a guy that can bring back a little bit of what we saw from Cade Nellis last year in a more consistent basis, as opposed to that role being split between two different players on kind of a linebacker 3A, 3B between Zach Bond and DeMarco Jackson. You could probably get a lot more done with just Anthony Barr, despite his career numbers in coverage, you might be able to help him develop there quite a bit. Coming up next, though, Anthony Barr is not the only free agency visit, although to me, he's the best free agency visit of the three. Kareem Hunt, J.P. Holtz, the tight end who was formerly with the New Orleans Saints, also on visits as of right now, unsigned. But if they were to sign, why would it make sense? But why it wouldn't hurt if they didn't? We got all that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Our partners over at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you the best fantasy advice every single week, all season long. So whether you're prepping for your draft or scouring the waiver wire, we're going to provide you with the players that are guaranteed fits for your roster. So with draft prep underway, let's take a look and see who Vinny has picked out for this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy player and fantasy pick of the week. And I know you're going to like this one because if you're looking for a second year fantasy football wide receiver who can drive your team to big points while working with a new starting quarterback, then expect a smooth ride when investing in New Orleans Saints wide receiver Chris Olave. Olave was very dangerous as the number one option in the New Orleans Saints offense last year as a rookie. And there's absolutely no reason to pump on the brakes now that Derek Carr is in town throwing to him. Vinny Iyer of Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy football championship And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is all about players being the perfect fit. And the same goes for your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories all at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Whether you need air filters, batteries, brakes, taillights, alternators, shock struts, you need it. eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure that it's the right fit for your vehicle because eBay's Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you're looking for for your car at the very first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride just needs a little bit of fixing up because now you'll always know that you're set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything for your vehicle that it's calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, all at the right price at ebaymotors.com. Let's Ride. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, family. Continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thank you again to all you everydayers out there making us your first listen of the day every day. While Anthony Barr, I think, is a perfect fit for the New Orleans Saints, especially at this part, uh, this point in the offseason, 
Guys like Kareem Hunt, the running back, as well as tight end J.P. Holtz could be good additions for the New Orleans Saints, but it wouldn't be the end of the world if they didn't sign either. I want to start with Kareem Hunt because Kareem Hunt kind of has his own boundaries to ending up with a team like the New Orleans Saints, and one of the biggest boundaries is monetary. The Saints have invested a lot at running back. They have a running back already on their roster that makes $15 million per year on average, the second highest paid running back in terms of APY or average per year value um, in the NFL, just behind Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. They also invested another $4 million per year in Jamal Williams this offseason. They invested a high draft pick, a third round draft pick in Kendra Miller out of TCU in this year's draft. So these reports that are coming from like NFL Network and Ian Rappaport saying that, hey, look, Kareem Hunt's not really interested in signing a minimum deal kind of makes me go, all right, bye. Like if you're not willing to sign a vet minimum deal as a guy that's still on the market in August, you're probably barking up the wrong tree here. Now, unless you sign a multi-year deal and allow those things to be able to like spread some stuff out, but is that really what you want to do with a running back in today's market? I don't know. And I know that there's a lot going on with running backs in these markets. And thankfully, Alvin Kamara is already taken care of from that perspective, $15 million per year, like we just mentioned, highest gross per year, all that stuff, um, or second highest uh, behind Christian McCaffrey. But are you going to invest another multi-million dollar deal in a running back? I don't know that you are, especially considering you don't know how to answer this question just yet, which is, what do you do with Alvin, oh, excuse me, what do you do with Kareem Hunt? after the first three games of the season are over. And Alvin Kamara's back in the lineup. Like, what do you do? Do you just keep Kendra Miller on ice? You're not going to take away carries and touches and opportunities and snaps from Jamal Williams. So where does, where does Kareem Hunt go after three games? I think from a skill set perspective and an on-field perspective, if it's just as simple as, hey, the Saints want to bring in Kareem Hunt, so that they can maintain the Alvin Kamara playbook. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, Kareem Hunt comes with a lot of context and a lot of baggage. And as an organization, you have to be okay with that. I don't have to be, but you got to be okay with that. But I mean, he fits on the field. But what do you do when you have both Alvin Kamara and Kendra? Well, really, like, what do you do when you have Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, Kendra Miller, and Kareem Hunt? I'm not usually a too many mouths to feed guy. I don't really think that that's necessarily the case. I just simply don't know how you get those guys all on the field enough to justify paying Kareem Hunt over the vet minimum. If you pay him the vet minimum, then we're cooking. Yeah, keep four running backs on the roster. That way you've got yourself a backup just in case and you can steal that roster spot somewhere else or maybe somebody goes to the practice squad or something like that. But I don't think you're getting any of those four players over to the, to the practice squad, but you might move some other player on the roster over to the practice squad that you know you can get over there. There's a lot of ways for you to kind of go about it, but I just don't think that if you're going to pay Kareem Hunt over the vet minimum, that you can really justify what his role would be in New Orleans weeks four, four through 18, unless you just want to be safeguarded for an injury. It makes perfect sense for the first three games. And I'm lying to Kareem Hunt if I'm the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, no, there's totally 100% many, many, many opportunities for you weeks four through 18, because I want you on the roster in case somebody else gets hurt. Right. So I can have you there for the first three games in place of Alvin Kamara or not in place of Alvin Kamara, but to help in place of the absence of Alvin Kamara. Um, and then if something happens with Kendra Miller, if something happens with Jamal Williams, then I have a safeguard in Kareem Hunt that allows me to be able to turn to him week seven, week eight, whatever, if I need to. Uh, but other than that, 
I don't know what you do with them. So look, that's for the that'll be for the Saints to figure out if they end up pulling off that move. Uh, to this time, as the the morning as I'm recording this, um, none of the three players that are here on tryouts have been um, have been signed just yet. But I, I do think that if they made this move, I would get it. I would understand it. I would just be really, really curious to see how they manage the roster with him there and whether or not they pay him more than the vet minimum, which would be hard for me to do A, for a running back, B, in August, and C, when I just need you for three games effectively. Like, I might possibly need you for three games. Um, The next player that the Saints are going to be working out is tight end J.P. Holtz. The name sounds familiar because he was with the team just last year. Um, He is probably coming in because the Saints are kind of thin at tight end all of a sudden. Um, Lucas Kroll's out with a tailbone for we'll see how long. They don't expect it to be serious or season-ending or anything like that, but I mean, he came down really, really hard and he might have really caused himself some damage there. So we'll see if that's just a bruised tailbone, if it's a crack or a fracture or anything like that. We'll kind of have to figure that out later on down the line. But you can expect to not see Lucas Kroll for at least a moment, right? Uh, Jesse James also left with a groin injury. We've now seen a groin injury for him, a groin injury for Rashid Shahid, a groin injury for Traquan Smith. We've seen calf injuries for players all over this team. So soft tissue injuries back here in the city of New Orleans. Uh, which isn't great. And so now you're if you're down two tight ends, the only tight ends that you have left are the guys that are effectively the people that you expect to make the roster in Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, Jimmy Graham, and then uh, Taysom Hills over there. Now, maybe you're on the fence about Jimmy Graham and all that, but hey, look, if Lucas Kroll can't practice, then no one's competing with Jimmy Graham for a roster spot. Like, it's just that simple. And JP Holtz probably wouldn't compete with Jimmy Graham for a roster spot, but he would give you an opportunity to be able to have a guy that can help you throughout the preseason and throughout training camp could very well end up on the practice squad again, just like he did last year. And he's got a lot of experience lining up at Y, which would be the usual tight end spot, but also out of the backfield. So there's some good opportunity there for him to have a very, very light Josh Hill like role if he's ever elevated to the active roster. Uh, but look, neither of these guys, I think, really move the needle for you season long. Cream Hunt can really have an impact for you the first three games. I'm just curious about what the plan would be weeks four through 18. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, And then JP Holtz gives you the body that you need to be able to get through training camp and practice squad while you're thin at the tight end position, but could very well make the practice squad for you and be somebody that you could elevate in your run heavy games when you expect to really, really take it to that defense in the run game and all that. So there's, there's roles there that they can fill, but I don't think that they're roles that decide games for you. Not in a way that, you know, uh, uh, you know, an addition like Derek Carr does or an addition like, you know, um, I guess if they would have gone for a top tier linebacker or a top tier edge rusher or something like that, that like those guys could have an impact for you. These guys aren't them, uh, but they make sense for the team and can serve uh, an important purpose, even though it's not the most important purpose when it comes to winning games. All right, coming up next, we're going to take a look. At the players that need to show more, we've been doing this every off day that the New Orleans Saints have had from practice. Who are the ones that need to show more? I have three for you that are on the right direction, two for you that are on the wrong direction and need a big change quickly. We got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it, Houdat Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with our traditional day off show or segment here where we take a look at the players that need to show more, especially with a preseason game coming up this 
weekend. So we'll revisit this topic on Saturday right before the preseason. Oh, no, we won't because it'll be Saturday and there's no practice. So there won't be a show on Saturday. But we'll revisit this topic every time that there's a day off on a show day uh, for the Saints like we've been doing here recently. But I got three players for you that you know are on the right direction and you just want to confirm it. But I've got two players that are maybe in the wrong, headed the wrong direction right now. Let's start with those two players. The first of which is wide receiver Brian Edwards. If you're watching the preseason game this weekend, you're looking for number 11 out there when he's out on the field. He's somebody that I really gave an edge to going into training camp. Y'all will remember I, I said like he's the he, he to me was starting off as the favorite at wide receiver four. That's no longer the case. I mean, we've watched Brian Edwards struggle to catch passes, struggle to separate from receivers, even in one on ones where we've watched uh, a couple of reps where the quarterback didn't even throw the ball because he's not separating from these from these DBs and he's kind of just stopping the reps because he can't shake loose. And so that's not a great showing for a guy like Brian Edwards, who like didn't have the best time when he was in Atlanta last year, had a great kind of start with the Raiders, but then kind of trickled off. This was a real opportunity getting back with the guy that he started his career with in, um, in Derek Carr having a wide open pathway to the roster, the 53-man roster, because you didn't know who was going to become the next guy behind the big three in Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Rashid Shahid. And he hasn't been able to really gain an inch on any of that. Like He might be behind like Kwan Baker at this point, below like where you would expect him to be on that kind of priority of the roster limit or, or priority of the potential depth chart. So I think that it's one of those things where you really want to see him turn the course. And look, if he performs during the preseason game or really gets into a rhythm over the course of this week, it can completely 180 the way that everyone is kind of feeling about him. But so far, very underwhelming and frankly disappointing in terms of what the performance has been for Brian Edwards. And I'm sure he's disappointed too. Like it's not me coming at him. I'm sure he feels the same way. Like I'm sure he's frustrated with the way that his performance has gone so far. So now's an opportunity to turn it all around, right? And you're getting back into kind of the, the rhythm of things where you're going to be kind of treating this like a practice week, heading into an actual game. Here's where the NFL veteran knows what the NFL veteran is doing. Go out there and show that if you're Brian Edwards. So big opportunity for him to 180 his trajectory here over the course of this week. A guy that doesn't seem to be in the same position and is very much trending in the, in the opposite direction that needs to find a way to get it right is cornerback Adrian Fry. So when you're watching on Sunday, you're looking for number 44. I'm not going to lie. I admire Adrian Fry for a short-term memory, and he has made uh, he has had a couple of moments that he stacked throughout training camp, but he consistently throughout camp has ended up on the wrong side of big moments for wide receivers. And that's one of those things to where if I, you know, if I'm writing these notes out and I'm saying, oh, big catch by Chris Olave, big catch by you know, uh, Shaq Davis, big catch by Brian Edwards, and I've got 44, 44, 44 written in coverage, that's going to start to stand out. And if I'm writing that down, you know that the New Orleans Saints are paying attention to it. This is a team that during the offseason brought in their defensive players and said, here's every turnover opportunity you missed in 2022. You think they're not coming back at these guys after every practice and saying, here's where you didn't show up today? And if that's the case, like Adrian Fry is probably getting an earful already. So I'm not going to pile in on the guy, but what I will say is that if he has a turnaround some way or another throughout camp and throughout the preseason, it speaks wonders, wonders to his mentality and to his ability. He's a rookie, undrafted free agent guy that has had a real tough time to start camp. But if he 180s and turns that around, 
that's a standout turnaround for a guy that might be at the bottom of the 90-man roster right now, the way that some people are talking about him. So I would be watching that 44 to either confirm this or to watch him turn it around so you get to be a part of a really cool story if that happens. Because if Adrian Fry starts to flip the script on everybody, he deserves every accolade that he'll get from that. Next uh, three players that we'll look at are guys that have started the trend in the right direction and you just want to see them continue it so that you can confirm it. Uh, we'll start off with safety Jordan Howden. This is a guy that I was super high on going into training camp from the things that I was hearing about him, the comparisons that I was hearing about him, the versatility of PJ Williams with the field vision of Marcus Williams are the things that we kept hearing. And so you wanted to see that. We watched him on uh, one deep coverage route that I actually think was a deep ball to Brian Edwards. This was one of those moments that he did stack. Um, to where he he saw the play developing in front of him, just hesitated, didn't make the the break on the ball the way that you would have expected him to do, just needed to trust his instincts a little bit more. Now, since that moment, we've seen him trusting his instincts a lot more. We've seen him get more involved in the passing game. We've watched him climb up into first team reps when you know Marcus May is on rest or when Tyron Matthews on rest. He's kind of been in there. And the way that he described it in terms of which safety position he plays, because those guys alternate Tyron Matthew and Marcus May between strong and free, depending upon the play call, what they're doing, you know, what the what the game situation is, all that. So he just kind of goes, they just tell me what they want to do and I do the opposite. Like he's that versatile. And he's playing a little bit in the slot as well. So he's getting a lot of those opportunities and you're seeing him get some more special teams reps. So off to a really good start. Can he keep building it? Shaq Davis, the wide receiver, also this one, an uh, undrafted free agent rookie uh, coming in from uh, South Carolina State University, the HBCU, has really started to arrive over the course of the past couple of practices. So now, like we're getting into the game situation and the game scenario, can he end up being a guy that shows up big time, especially with uh, Rashid Shahid expected to be out for a few weeks, according to New Orleans Football and their sources? Um, that's going to open up an opportunity for you to maybe get some more reps and, and everything early, earlier than you expect. And so uh, it just kind of bumps you up one spot on the depth chart. And that one spot makes a makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. So uh, we'll get a really good opportunity to see Shaq Davis, although we are expecting to see starters uh, as well for you know at least some part of the first preseason game, if not more. Dennis Allen did confirm that yesterday. And finally, linebacker Nephi Sewell. Haven't talked about him a bunch, but he's been consistent from day one. And, and that's just on me for, you know, I, I kind of have been focusing on kind of bigger names and things like that, folks that are you want to hear about. But Nephi Sewell has been somebody that has played really, really well, especially in the run game over the course of uh, this training camp. So he's just kind of stacking moments, stacking dubs, stacking days, which I think is really important. I think there's a moment, I mean, there's a difference between stacking moments and stacking days. Second moments is like you might have a moment day one, a moment day three, a moment day seven, day eight, and then day 10. But to me, stacking days is day one, day two, day three, day four. And for me, guys like Peyton Turner, Nephi Sewell, Carl Granison, they've been stacking days. And so I'm really excited to see how Nephi Sewell has, uh, has kind of developed, um, how easy it is for him to consistently be around the ball, kind of like Ugo Amadi, like both of those guys have been doing that really well. Um, and it just seems that wherever the ball is, they are. That's the mentality that you want to see, especially from this linebacking core. So while the Saints are bringing in Anthony Barr, getting a look at him, while we're talking about Zach Bond, while we're talking about DeMarco Jackson, I'm sure the New Orleans Saints are very pleased with what they've seen from 45 as well. So you want to keep an eye out on him. By the way, Shaq Davis, uh, uh, number 88, and then Jordan Howden, number 31, from where you're watching on Sunday, just in case you're not familiar with the jersey numbers. All right, y'all. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have tomorrow morning's episode getting you ready for day 12 of New Orleans Saints training camp. 
that will also be followed by a live episode in the afternoon to recap day 12 of New Orleans Saints training camp. If we get any news around the signings of Anthony Barr, Kareem Hunt, and or J.P. Holtz that will be included in tomorrow morning's show. Uh, I'm just double checking right now to make sure nothing's happened since I started recording. Nope, we're good so far. So if we get that, though, expect to see us again very, very soon. Appreciate you as always. All the everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. And thank you very much for making us a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.